Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of my podcast. It's Julie Story here. So glad that you're here. Today we're talking about 10 facts about my life that everyone believes are true, but are definitely not true. (laughs) This was hilarious to put together because there's so many of them. And I'm just going to go through each one, tell you stories, and hopefully make your day so much better. So we're just going to dive into it. This is in no particular order, I have to tell you, but this is an appropriate number one because people believe that I am super young. Now, let me just tell you, this doesn't bother me except for when I get up and I'm doing um, like presentations or I'm speaking at conferences. I will, I have to like say to people that like, hey, like I... I'm not 14 years old. Like I've been a branding expert for seven years. Like I've been a designer for 15 years. Like I have to like preface. So I'm not 14, um, just so that you guys know. And it's funny because everyone laughs. What's not funny though, is when I'm shopping at Target, I remember a couple years ago, shopping at Target with my kids and they were small enough um, to put them in the, the cart which um not shocking this was a few years ago because i always tell people that we're just the land of the gnomes over here andre entered our life and added a little height but um before him it was just a lot of three foot nothing and five foot nothing going on so i have these two incredibly small children which by the way my son kairos when he was six years old he was still wearing 4t clothes if that gives you any indication so there's these two small children and me and i'm pushing them around and this old woman comes up to me and she's like are you babysitting these children like out of nowhere like i'm in the shoe section she's like are you are you their babysitter and i was like no I'm definitely not their babysitter. I'm definitely their mother. And she gave me like a side eye. And I was like, no, you need to have several seats. But this is a very common thing. And today I was at my kids. They were receiving an award. So I was at their school. And I was towards the back. And one of their friends, my daughter's friend, um, walked up to me. And he gave me a side hug. And he starts talking to me. So I'm asking him about sixth grade and having a little chat. And his mom comes over and puts her hand on my shoulder. And she gives me a hug. And she's like, I saw my son talking to you from the back and I just kept thinking who is this eighth grader that my son is talking this happened today you guys like actually today and I just told her I was I just laughed because it's not it doesn't offend me but I just told her you know I'm gonna be that 80 year old woman that has pink hair and she's like you definitely should be and I'm like great this is this is what I'm gonna do with my life so I get mistaken for being really young all the time. Not actually that young. I'm 31, but I look like I'm 14 years old. I don't know if it's the height or the fact that I just don't want to let go of some of the things that like I love that are like a few years old. Like I'm not 25 year- years old anymore, but I'm like, oh, I'm still going to wear that like that dress that I loved when I was 25. So that's the first one. The second one, this is all the time, you guys, like constantly. I, people believe that I am an extrovert. I am not an extrovert. Like, no, no, no. And I've actually had people argue with me. Like when they, they'll, we'll be talking about, you know, different personality and temperament type. They will actually argue the fact that they're like, no, you're an extrovert. Let me tell you about yourself. And I'm over there thinking about the days that I used to go before I was married. I would literally go days and not talk to anybody. Like I would just be hustling 
in my office, like, you know, yoga pants for days. Like I didn't open my mouth for days and I was totally cool, but I've had friends argue with me. And I realized that what I project to other people is that I'm really outgoing and all like very energetic. Um, and I'm, I'm very aware of like people's, um, like their mannerisms and things. So I pick up, like, I just, I'm obsessed with like micro expressions and all those kinds of things. So I think I just project to people that I'm an extrovert, but it's so strange to have people argue against me about myself. And I'm like, you need to sit down. Like, you don't know, like that I would choose watching Downton Abbey in my pajamas and socks over like going to a party with people that I don't know. It got like it got so bad that for some people I actually had to like send them my test results because they still argue and like no you guys like please just believe me just just believe me so I'm an outgoing extrovert I think they call it, like an om- omnivert but I'm an INFJ which means that I'm super like feeler deep thinker but just my personality I guess my temperament my energy my dramatic my dramatic display of expression says to other people extrovert alert and I'm like oh no (laughs) no no speaking of that um this next one always surprises people uh when I correct them because when they ask me what high school I went to and um I again tell them like oh no I was homeschooled they are completely shocked so the third one is people believe that I wasn't homeschooled and I definitely was homeschooled my entire life. Like the only thing that I went to was kindergarten. The only thing, the only class I went to was kindergarten. My first day of real people school was in college. Like I went my entire adolescent academics and the thing that people always tell me, and this is like terrible But like people have this impression of homeschoolers like that they wear overalls and like they part their hair down the middle and like the girls like are very, very awkward and they like don't know how to hold a conversation. And while I get maybe there's some, you know, girls that are like that, I just was never like that. And so when I tell people that I was homeschooled, they're like, but you're normal. How many times I have heard, but you're normal? A thousand, a thousand times. And I'm like, I'm like, where, where, is, where did this come from? Where did your idea of homeschoolers come from that they're all incredibly like sheltered? They never go outside. They don't have any friends. They only wear like turtlenecks and long sleeves. Like you guys need to get out more because I definitely was homeschooled and I don't, didn't do any of those things. Now I was extremely awkward, which again, surprises people that I'm, you know, this pretend extrovert they think I am because I didn't have a lot of friends growing up. Plus I was an introvert. So it was just like, it could have ended really badly, you guys. Like I could have been one of those people that really, really struggled because I just didn't have like a lot of social interaction, but um, I made it. I made it out. We're here. We're good. Um, But because I was homeschooled, I was able to start college extremely young. So I actually started Um, my degree in graphic design when I was 14 years old and what's so crazy and I just realized this now I started college when I was 14 so I got into college at 14 it was a month shy of turning 15 so that was the first semester started in January turned 15 at the end of January and my first two classes I took in college were drawing and composition one and what's so crazy is that that was the only time in my life that people believed I was older because most of the time you don't 
you know, going to college and see a 15 year old in there. So they believed I was older for a significant amount of time before they all realized I was 15 and about lost their minds because they were like, why are you Doogie Hauser right now? Like entering college at 15. And I was like, oh, you think that's crazy? My sister started college at 13. And then their like jaw just like dropped because that's our real life. And we started college really young because we were homeschooled. Speaking of the, so the third one was, people believed I wasn't homeschooled until I got to college (laughs) and then they were like oh my gosh and then um the fourth one speaking of my sister um the fourth one is people believe that my sister is me again this happens all the time my sister is two years older and how that relates to the college convo I was just having with you my sister's two years older and when I was in college um my parents would have to drop me off at college (laughs) because I couldn't drive at 15. And so I would sit and wait in between classes. And sometimes she would like stop over because she could drive and she's two years older. So people knew me in the cafe because I was there every Monday and Wednesday for hours in between classes because I couldn't drive. So my sister would come there and visit and people would wave at her and say, Hey Julie, cause they knew me around. I was, it was a very small like cafe and it was a community college. So she would just wave at them. <laughs> she would just wave. And like, we actually talked about it this past weekend because, um, my, um, my aunt-in-law Andre's aunt was here, uh, with his cousin and they haven't seen my sister very often, but when she would come around, um, when they first saw her, they thought that 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 was me and they told they admitted they admitted that they had looked at her a couple times and thought wow Julie looks a little bit different um that's because my sister is about a foot and a half taller than me and we don't we're not I mean we look really similar I guess we look more similar than I think because she's running around town and people are like hey Julie it actually got so bad that we were working out at the same gym And the guy that would check us in one day, he pulls me aside and he's like, hey, so um, I have to tell you, like, there's this girl here. And every time that she's here, I just think she's you. And it's so weird. And I said, is her name Leisha? And he's like, yeah. And I said, yeah, that's my sister. And he, he just like lost his mind. He's like, I thought I was going crazy because you so. People um, think that my sister is me all the time. Not me. Just have a twin running around that looks really similar to me. I don't see it. I mean, sometimes, you know, we look like we make similar expressions. But like even her body shape is different than me. I got my, my shorty jeans from my grandmother who was four nine and I'm five two and a half and I just found out this past two years that my grandmother was actually that small and I never knew where it came from because my mom is five eight and I'll never forget one of my college classes was psychology and the professor is like all right we're gonna do this like analysis to see how closely your height reaches like matches the you know your same gender parent so they go around the room and like everybody in the room is about two or three inches from you know their same gender parent and then he gets to me and um and then he's like how tall is your mom and I'm like five eight 
and he's like okay how tall are you and I'm like five two and a half and he and he like everybody just like gasped and looked at me and I'm like I know I don't know what's going on like I'm just a little elf over here trying to make it in a world of super tall people because I can reach nothing in my house like I told Andre when we are going to build our own house, we are building every single shelf down to appropriate my head level because it is hard to live in a tall world when you are the size of a 14 year old. Like I can reach nothing. I can't see anything on the top shelves. And it, and like, I have to use those little like clipper, like clippers, the little tongs that you use in the kitchen. That is my arm extender. Like that's one of the reasons why I brought a kitchen utensil out to defeat the rodent of unusual size. Like in the last podcast I told you about because my arms are so small. Like I have to use these things. So with my kids, I've just been teaching them my techniques of like getting through life being short. Um, Okay, so the fifth one, um, the fifth one uh, that people believe about me that's absolutely not true is that my house is clean all the time. The reason why people believe this is because people um, people only come over when the house is clean. Because I, I have become my mother. <laughs> Do you remember those times when, I don't know if your mom was like this, but when, when I was growing up, if somebody was coming over and they were like, hey, I'm on my way over, like they called on the rotary phone, we all knew what that meant. That meant we were about to hustle our behinds off until the house was clean. We became Cinderella's little mice who lost their minds cleaning up everything so fast and I have become this person I don't know what it is like I don't know if I just fear other people's judgment so bad like I just do not want like I don't want somebody coming over and my house being crazy so I I really feel like people believe that my house is always clean because they only see it that way. I mean, I have people come in and they, they they'll actually say, "Is your house always this clean?" Like you have two kids, and I'll say, "Hmm, yeah, <laughs> no, it's not. It's not you guys. Like there's dishes that are washed, thankfully, on my counter right now, and there's." empty laundry baskets and there's coffee on the counter like th- that's real life because you know sometimes you want to record podcasts instead of clean up your coffee that you left out okay like that's let's just keep we just keep it real around here like that's just the reality of it so people believe that my house um is clean all it's not it's totally not um this next one um this next one has to do with my reputation um i i i just realized it recently as I had some of my my kids, my daughter's friends over, and I started asking them about different things, I realized that my reputation as a parent at my children's school is probably vastly different than the reality of who I am as a parent. So the sixth one is um, that I people believe that I'm a really strict mom, and in reality, I'm not. I can't even imagine the conversations that my children have with their friends um, because of the things that they tell us here, because of the backlash that I get for some of the rules that I have. Really crazy mom rules, like going to bed at a decent time on a school night. Um, Things like, hey, you're in the middle of puberty, so you're going to shower every day. You would think that I'm asking these children to do terrible awful things and in reality i'm just asking them to rinse off themselves so that they um are bathed and so that they don't um you know go around in their life 
smelling awful. Like this, this is a standard procedure that they're going to need to have as an adult. And I feel like as a, it would be a disservice for me as a mother to not instilling them the habit of cleaning yourself. But for whatever reason, uh, this gets fought terribly at this. I don't get it. Like, it's not like this is a new thing. It's not like, okay, you're 12 and 10 years old. We're going to start showering for the first time. No, no, no. Y'all have been doing this since you were little. Like this has been a habit that we, you know, you eat dinner. That's a habit that you have. Um, we're also going to be showering. But you would think that when I, you would think by the way that they talk, that I'm asking them to do terrible things. I, um, I had a conversation in the middle of the sleepover fun. I just wanted to get a temperature gauge of myself as a parent in, in comparison to the other moms. So I just started asking these girls light questions, just kind of ease my way into some of the kicker. Um, so, hey, you know, what, what time do you guys go to bed? You know, like, oh, what time do you guys normally go to bed? I was shocked. These girls were like, oh, my parents don't care. I go to bed at 12 or I go to bed at like 10 o'clock on school nights. My jaw was on the ground. And I'm over here like, I have my kids in bed at 830. And that's because they get out of bed 14 times to get water. So if I put them to bed at 8 o'clock, they're not even going to sleep till 845. What in the world and I must be the stricter, like my kids must go to school and when they're comparing notes of what's the glamorous life that you live at your house, let me tell you about the non-glamorous life I live at my house, I must sound awful. Like they must be like, I'm so glad I don't have Laylee and Kai's mom as a mom because I put them to bed at a normal time and I make them brush and floss their teeth. I don't even know if there's other kids that were here, at least that I asked that do any of those things. And then I'm and then I'm like, okay, well, what about the weekends? And they say, they're like, oh, well, my parents don't care. Like, I stay up till 2. And I'm like, 2 a.m.? Are you kidding me right now? I'm thinking about the children I would have on the other side of letting them go to bed at 2 a.m. I don't want to be around those people. They're not going to bed at 2 a.m. on the weekend. I, when it's like a special occasion, when it's like Christmas Eve or something, I'm like, okay, 10 or 10.30. And these kids, these kids don't even have a bedtime on the weekend. I must be crazy. Like, I must be the strictest mom ever. Like, they're just all like, oh my, they look at my kids' lunches and they're like, Oh, Laylee and Kai, they got a rolled up cucumber and cream cheese sandwich on Ezekiel bread. Like, I'm so glad I don't have your mom. Oh, man, because gosh, I'm not letting my kids do that. So that's that's it. Um, I have a reputation that I have no idea. Speaking of reputation, so that might be the negative side of my reputation. A positive reputation that I have at my kids' school that I don't hate Um. Those kids actually, this is number seven, those kids actually believe that I am in fact a hairstylist. (laughs) And I am, I don't hate that. I don't know where they picked this up, but Laylee started telling me, uh, well, first they thought I was a model. And I was like, okay, okay. Um, I guess probably because (laughs) I just realized this. So I would go um, have lunch with Laylee on Kairos on Fridays. Um, and so I would show up and Fridays, 
um, last year was my filming days for YouTube. And so I would have like my lashes on and I would do, you know, I would do, I would do glam because if I was going to do a video, I wanted to like show up. So I would show up at their lunches and be like this glamma, this glam queenie that walked in. And so as the kids were walking um, from their cafeteria, like from their uh, getting their hot lunches into their lunchroom, they would like see me and wave at me. And so I, I guess they thought that I was a model. And then I guess Lily would talk about like doing photo shoots with my sister and stuff, which I do. And I was like, okay, I don't hate that. And then it changed. Um, then it changed to the hairstylist. It, I don't know um, what happened. Uh, the, just this magical thing happened this year that I've been waiting for for years of my life. When I, I'll tell you about the magical moment, but I have to lead up with the little baby story. When I was pregnant with my daughter, I just, I prayed that she would have hair. Like, cause I just wanted to, I wanted a baby with hair so that I could style her hair. And like, I just love hair. So this girl was born with the thickest, curly, brown, luxurious, lavish hair I've ever seen on a child. She came out the womb ready, ready for me. And I would go on Etsy and I'd buy all these little clips and do all this little stuff. Um, and I, and I would do it every day because like the showers, I was, I was like, I want her to anticipate and expect that I want to do her hair every day because I just had so much fun. Um, I forgot to pray that she didn't have a really sensitive scalp. So as she got older, she hated me doing her hair. She was not at the stage where she was okay with pain being associated with fabulous hair. All the, all the hair babes out there know if you want good hair, you're going to have to grin your teeth and bear it because sometimes you pull a little too hard and you're like, it's okay. We're going to do it for the ground. Like we just got this. She went through about five to six years where she would not let me touch her hair. And then the magical moment happened. She finally, finally will let me style her hair. And I about like cried. We used to, um, I used to like give her, um, I used to like beg and like give her an exchange for her allowing me to do like her hair. Like that's how bad I wanted to do it. Like, please, Laylee, like I will give you candy in exchange for you. Like I would just try and bribe her. But then she got to an age where she realized, um, it actually is a really cool thing if I show up to school with my hair did. So that started happening in the last year. And so she would come to school with like all these different styles and all this different like lavishness. And her friends would start noticing and she loved like just going to school and it was like amazing. So they all started thinking that I was a hairstylist um, when I wasn't, which leads me to the hair um, debacle of 2017. Um, that I talked to you about early on, I think in my podcast, where she came to school with the same hair part as another girl. Yeah, it turned into a big to-do. Um, since then, we just say, we let go of other people's judgments, and we just do whatever the heck she wants to do with her hair. And um, we don't care if there's going to be haters. And that's what I want to teach her. Uh, nobody owns hairstyles, so you can show up however you want. Um, and so that's how I got the reputation of a hairstylist, not a hairstylist actually. 
Um, here's another career. This is number eight. Another career that people think that I am. Uh, a photographer. People believe that I'm a photographer. This one is kind of mind-boggling to me. Uh, and I'll explain to you why. So I used to be a photographer. I was a wedding photographer and a portrait photographer for a really long time. And then I transitioned into branding for photographers. And now I brand creative. So I worked with a lot of photographers. Um, and I love photographers. They're amazing. But I retired as a photographer about seven years ago. Um, I still love imagery. I'm obsessed with beautiful imagery. My sister's a photographer. I trained her how to use the camera. I go on photo shoots all the time. We do photo shoots all the time, but people still believe that I actually, as a profession, am a photographer and I'm not. I'm actually a writer and a branding specialist and I've been doing it for a very long time. Like I have been branding entrepreneurs for seven years I have not been a photographer but for whatever reason people will come up to me and they'll start asking me about my photo shoots that I'm shooting and start asking me and maybe it's because they think that I'm my sister maybe it's that whole thing of like no my sister's the photographer I'm the branding person the communication person like I'm the one that like helps people pick out what photos they should have on their website because it communicates to the yeah it's it's I sometimes I just smile and nod because I feel I like I feel bad like I feel bad correcting people it's just like my own like growing in my own self like I need to not feel bad it's just like no that's my sister and but if it's in passing I'll just like wave and smile like she does at the cafe and at the, at the gym like okay I guess we are people think we're one and the same person um so number uh nine. Oh my goodness constantly People believe that I am someone that they know. You guys, like I will have people walk up, like I'll be in a grocery store and have people walk up from across like the room looking at me and then they'll kind of like walk away and I'm like, oh, okay. Like somebody, somebody thinks that I am somebody that they know that I'm not. So I've had people... Um, I was at this conference once and this girl walks up to me and she's like, you look just like my friend, Rachel. And I was like, oh, really? So she grabs her phone, she pulls it open and I was like, oh yeah, I can see the resemblance. So I friend this girl on my Instagram. Now we're friends because I met her friend and her friend thought that I looked like her. I'm not her obviously but um people like people walk up to me they're like I know you from somewhere and this is my classic line I'm like no I think I just have a really familiar face lots of people think that I look like the girl from um uh, mean girls Gretchen um I and I like she's gorgeous and I'm like oh my gosh really that's so fetch um but no like this happens all the time during, do you remember that phase where on Facebook there was like this doppelganger like viral thing where you like put the doppelganger as like, you know, your celebrity doppelganger. And I walked into this swing dance one day and this girl walked up to me. She's like, I know who your doppelganger is. It's Scarlett Johansson. And I was like, yes, it is. Like that was exactly who it was because everyone was like, oh my gosh, you look at Scarlett Johansson. So um, this other time, it was so crazy um this other time I had this person 
really, really believe that I was someone that they knew so much so they they ran up to me and hugged me out of nowhere i'm not even kidding so i was going to this restaurant and i walk in the door and i see these three girls from our like they were sitting at the bar that was like right across the room and their faces lit up and they ran over to me and this girl straight up hugs me and i just like patted her back and like because of my industry when I travel and I go to different conferences like people know who I am from online and so I just thought she was one of those people like I've had people run up to me from conferences and just like oh my gosh Julie and like I don't necessarily recognize them right away they're just one of my fans online and so I just like hug them it's no big deal to me but when this girl hugged me I was just like oh my gosh hi and I thought that she was one of them and she wasn't like she just honestly believed I was someone else and she just like pulls back and she's like oh like you're not Jane are you and I was like no she's like oh my gosh I'm so sorry she was so embarrassed and I was like no it's okay it's totally fine oh my gosh like I, I like I just felt so bad for her. it wasn't embarrassing for me at all but I just I've gotten so used to it and I've gotten so used to people like looking at me from across the room and not like I don't feel exceptionally like gorgeous that somebody should just be like staring at me but it happens all the time it's probably now and this is number 10 it's probably now because people think that i'm married to lenny kravitz uh so my husband looks just like lenny kravitz so we get stares all the time and like i'm not even used to it yet and like i'll ask my husband i'm like why are they staring at us and he was like oh it's probably because like we're a mixed couple and you know we kind of stand out and i'm like i don't know but let me tell you these couple stories so we're at chipotle and we're standing in line and he has these like amazing aviator glasses which make him look even more like lenny kravitz and I watched the Chipotle people whisper to each other and run back into the back room, get like one of their other coworkers, and they start peeking out from behind like the doorway and they're like whispering at each other and they have their phone. And I like look over at Andre and I'm like, they think you're Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> and so they, I just like laugh and Andre, I, I don't know that he hates it, but he doesn't love it as much as I do. I'm like, I all of a sudden become his PR agent. I'm like, hey, hey, step back, everybody. Like, please, you know, no pictures. I like push the imaginary, um, <laughs> the imaginary security um, little speaker in my ear and just start like pretending to like whisper down into my neck. Like I'm telling, you know, our driver outside to pull around the front. This happened so often. Before we even got together, he went into, I think it was like Applebee's or like Chili's or something like that. And when he walks in, the, the, the hostess was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that you're here. We're going to get you the best table in the house. And Andre was like, um, like, it's okay. Like, I'm not letting, they're like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, we're going to get you set up. I wish I was there. I wish I was there for that moment. I would have been like, yes, please. Like, let's sit by the window. Like, do you want our photo? I, I don't know. Cause I'm that ridiculous, but <laughs> it's happened so often. So my parents thought this was hilarious, right? that he looks like Lenny Kravitz. They love it. My dad just gets the biggest kick out of it. So we were traveling to Minnesota to visit our family. And my dad and mom were up there and they were coming to pick us up at the airport, me and the kids. And so my parents thought it'd be so funny to 
have the loudspeakers announce <laughs> to the entire airport um, where the conveyor belt that they were at. And so they did. So over the, like, we didn't hear it, but they told us the story when we got to them. They were like, hey, page Lenny Kravitz to like conveyor belt 12. So they can, they did it. It was like five minutes later, later, a guy with a huge video camera comes running to conveyor belt 12, all dramatic to like catch Lenny Kravitz arriving at the airport. And it was like late at night. And when we got like, thankfully like that guy had left i would have been i don't know i don't even know what i would have done to like see this guy like there with his big like tmz recorder and like his huge tripod and my parents just laughing hysterically because by the i guess like by the time that we arrived they figured out lenny kravitz it wasn't actually there it was just andre (laughs) so so when we got there my parents were like oh my gosh this reporter came with this camera and my husband is like oh my gosh um, I think it's hilarious. Another story about the Lenny Kravitz sighting was um, my husband was driving Uber a couple summers ago and he gets a passenger and the guy's like talking to him the whole time. And so when he arrives at the location, my husband gets out to like shake the guy's hand. And when he, when he turns his face towards him, the guy was like, what in the world? Like expletive, like he lost his mind. He was like, Lenny Kravitz, the Uber driver, you've got to be kidding me. Can I get your photograph? And my husband, like, graciously, like, allowed him to take a photo. And then another time we were at, um, speaking of photos, we're at an, um, this water park with the kids. And these people, like, saw us. And my husband has the aviator glasses on. They get out their phones. They start taking pictures. And I was like, Andres, give the people what they want. I mean, at this point, you just need to go with it. Like, let people think that it's fine. When Lenny has a Lifetime original movie, you can play young Lenny. It'll be great. Like, I will be there um, fully supporting you in this endeavor. So um, the fact that people actually believe that I'm married to Lenny Kravitz, um, that's that's not actually true. But that, I will own it. Like, it's okay. Like, I'm, it's fine. Um, <laughs> doesn't bother me at all. So, um, I actually, uh, I wrote a letter to Lenny that I'm going to be posting, um, soon on my blog just to let him know, um, if he has little children running up to him that are around four and five and they're calling, you know, Lenny, if they're calling you Mr. L, it's because uh, you actually have a twin that's teaching VPK classes. So I just feel like Lenny should know if there's like little, you know, tribes of little children running up to him saying, Mr. L, Mr. L, that's why. Because uh, here here in Florida, there's a teacher, uh, Lenny Kravitz, the teacher, who's um, <laughs> who's confusing the heck out of these little children. So that's my top 10 list of things people believe about me that are true, that are not. I'm glad I could clear these things up for you. Can't wait for next time as we go over more funny stories about life. (laughs) And hopefully I made you laugh a little bit today. Have an amazing rest of your week. If you have a Twitter, uh, at Lenny Kravitz with a photo of Andre. Um, I'd really like that meeting to happen. So if you could join me in my efforts for the king of the scarpet to meet the king of the VPK classroom, that'd be awesome. So talk to you guys again soon. Have a great week. Bye.